Classroom Brew. This is episode 183. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Ryan. I'm a high school teacher. I coach multiple sports. I do instructional coaching, and I run this podcast. So what we basically do is we sit down every week. Sometimes we do a couple in in the same week, and we we talk about stuff going on in education. So whether it's someone that's being ignorant or uh, some some current issues or even just some fun, interesting, and sometimes even... (laughs) heartbreaking and frustrating stories. Now, if you're looking for some bonus content, so maybe you would like to be a part of the Classroom Brew family, well, the first thing you should do is rate and review in that Apple Podcast app. That helps us out. But you can also head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. What that will get you is the opportunity to get some podcast merch. So because we are a drinking slash teaching podcast, uh, we've got some Classroom Brew koozies, coasters, and even shot glasses. Now, you'll also get access to some bonus content that's only available for our Patreon members, and that includes behind-the-scenes content and even bonus episodes. So those are available only at patreon.com slash classroombrew. For this one, guys, this is a weird time. I'm recording this over the weekend, so who knows what will happen. Maybe I'll have to delay when this episode comes out, because if you've been following, currently, The Chicago Teachers Union, which I'm a part of, is in a stalemate, if you could call it that, with Chicago Public Schools. (laughs) This has been going on for a while. And uh, Lightfoot, uh, Lori Lightfoot, our mayor in Chicago, looking like a fish and uh, dead in the face, dead in the eyes, rather. That could be bad out of context. No, it's not. It's bad anyways. Uh, Is constantly leaving the bargaining table. And I basically feel like I posted this as a GIF GIF, GIF, with John Mulaney, where it feels like us as the teachers in the center that stand to, but we're the ones on the front lines here, we're in between Chicago Public Schools and the teachers union just going, okay, 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 okay. That's what it feels like at this point. Now, we did just end first semester, which is behind what most school districts are, uh, what most school districts are like, but the, the difference for us is that we start later in, in the year. Uh, We have been, for the most part, at least at the high school level, we have been 100% remote. Our K through 8 students and staff have been in the building more recently in 2021, like January 2nd or 3rd week of January. Uh, Very low number of kids in person. But (laughs) with all that background, this was the, the end of the semester, and I had a lot of kids that truly didn't do anything all year. And this isn't new. This has been happening even before remote learning, but this is for sure the worst it's been. And we're, I'm seriously talking like September 9th is the last time I got work from some kids. And even for some kids, I didn't even get something on September 9th, like nothing at all. And we're talking phone calls and emails and GoGuardian chats and Google chats and in the Google Meet itself, everything to try to contact the kids and the parents Uh, of these students that are failing. And I really thought, because every year at the end of the semester, it's ass-kissing season, right? Where the kids are like, well, what can I do in the next five minutes to make up, you know, however many weeks, months of work? And that becomes an annoying conversation in itself. But this year, whether, I don't even know if it's a good thing or not, I don't want to be just complaining, no kids reached out. With the exception of one, like a couple days before, But all the kids that, like, they were on the cusp. You could have passed if you just did the final reflection 
which between you and I, the listener, was a joke. It was a, here you go. You can easily, you could jump from an F to a D. You just got to do it. You had every opportunity. We're talking, I'm excusing assignments all year. I'm dropping assignments uh, for some, For I think I did like the, the lowest three, excusing on an uh, equitable, as-needed basis for kids, uh, calling, emailing, all the stuff that I mentioned earlier. You still had a chance as long as you did at least half of the work, maybe even less, depending on who you are and where you were at. And none of them had a modified grading scale. And I had legitimately 28 students, regardless of the class or subject, 28 Fs. For context, that's more than double what I usually get in a semester. More than double. Now, there's a possibility that, I mean, aside from that one kid that did email with like four days to go in the semester saying, what can I do? And I was like, you can do the final reflection. That'll get it for you. And then she didn't show up. There's that one. But um, I'm a bit surprised that I get, maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe they didn't notice. There are some kids that probably didn't notice that we've been remote this entire year. They probably thought, oh, I didn't know anything was going on. They just looked up five or six months later and then realized something was different. Uh, so that, that could be a thing. Maybe they didn't realize that they failed. Uh, that Probably, I bet, that, that could be it for real. So I don't know what's going on, but I was surprised. Maybe the, the other shoe could drop very soon. Maybe we'll get called in to do some grade corrections, in which case I refuse. I didn't even get anyone bothering me like another staff member or admin about the Fs. Like I thought for sure this would be a fight or the district would do something, maybe lock us out and just pass a bunch of, but the, the potential lockout is at the point when it's going to be too late unless they're like backlogging this stuff. But uh, I guess I'm impressed. I really thought they said, unlike last semester in the spring of uh, 2000, what was that, 2020? When they said, uh, you know, the, low, the worst you could get is an incomplete, and if your grade drops at all, even if it's from an A to a B, you get a pass, so your GPA is in effect. But then this semester, the fall semester of 2020 rolls around, the new school year, and they said, we're doing letter grades. And I said, that'll be the day that, that the district sticks to what they said in the beginning of the year. But so far, they have. What universe, all it took was a pandemic for the district to do what they said they were going to do. What, are, what dimension are we in right now? What multiverse, want, Wanda from WandaVision, maybe Scarlet Witch is fucking with all of us. And that is all it took to get the district, to get the general admin of CPS to finally stick to their word, kind of. <laughs> I say this on the precipice of the second strike in just two school years. The second strike under the reign of Mayor Lightfoot. What's happening? Huh. Um, I did get a very sweet comment from, uh, this is a student I've had now for, for three years. And, uh, you know, for my last class of the day, it's an Embark class. It's just like a, you know, post high school, whatever's after high school for you prep course right? And mostly it's been like a senior seminar, essentially. I'm not really doing much with them. But this student, she's absolute sweetheart. Uh, I've written, I think, a couple letters of recommendation for her. And uh, she, she wrote like a very nice response inside her reflection when I asked, hey, what do you need 
I asked all the kids this, what do you need from me to reach whatever the goals are that you put in the previous question? What do you need from me to be able to achieve those goals? What support do you need? What can I do? Truly, I, I'm asking. But, and she, she put a few, a few things in there, just mostly like, you know, continue to check in with us and all that stuff. But she called me the Gordon Ramsay of teaching. <laughs> and she meant that in a, in a good way. She talked about like passion and, and uh, drive and checking in and, and inspiring her and getting her energy up, even if it's the, at the end of the day. But the Gordon, the Gordon Ramsay of teaching, I could only imagine if he were a teacher in CPS or dare I say an admin in CPS, what he would say. So I might, maybe we should try. What, what are the chances that we could get Gordon Ramsay to come on here or maybe to, to lead a, a round table with the CPS people or any district and be like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you call this? You said, you said no more standardized testing. Why are you requiring these kids during a pandemic to come in, you fucking tall? Or whatever, I don't know a British, British thing. Hey Siri, what's a British curse word? Okay, I found this on the web for what's a British curse word. Ah, 11 stellar British swear words. Bloody bollocks, rat arsed, sawed off, muppet, <laughs> gormless, naff, you fucking naff. Hair scrunch, incredibly uncool. By now, hair scrunchies are naff or naff. Blimey O'Reilly, an expression of shock borrowed from the Irish. <laughs> hey, perfect. There's my roots coming out. You fucking blimey O'Reilly. What the fuck are you doing with this district? I broke the accent. So I guess I'm the Gordon Ramsay of teaching, and it's, it's spilling in to my teaching and drinking podcast. Mango and rum, if you were curious. Big surprise there. Uh, but that's, that's a bigger trend that I'm noticing, is that a lot of these kids, and I saw, oh, shit, a bunch of people on Instagram posting that, you know, we might be locked out because of the whole safety thing. And a lot of kids have taken to writing people in CPS or people in Chicago politics because they support it. Because here's the, the main issue that everyone's pointing out, but not a lot of people do know about, is that the, the issue isn't where they're getting their education. It's that there's a lack of interaction and manipulatives and, you know, the interpersonal like proximity is also part of it, right? You can't reprimand a kid from across the room. There's got to be some proximity to reprimand the kid or, or to make the connection, whatever. But the, the issue is, if we're doing this in person, the way that we have to do it with the regulations and the, the social distancing and the masks and all that stuff is you're taking out all of the stuff that made in-person learning different from online learning. Now, whether you agree or disagree with what's going on with schools reopening or not, or some schools being hybrid or not, one, consider the geography of where you are and get off your high horse. At its core, like this whole Lori Lightfoot saying, I'm, I'm, my patience is gone. It's not about your patience, sweet cheeks. It has nothing to do with your patience. It's not like we're just doing this for political. The whole thing too, of let's at least say, let's get the kid or the teachers vaccinated. Okay. Protect them with the vaccine. And what's happening is that she's saying, well, in order for us to do that, We'd have to put everybody else in the world on hold to get these teachers the vaccine. You don't, because you can just slow down the reopening. Go alphabetical. Who cares? Go by school alphabetically or 
prioritize the grade levels so you can open up the kindergarten and first grade uh, rooms early, then move on to second and third. Go slowly by grade. We're not saying anything about we refuse to start even like until like you can do a gradual open. That's fine. But it's not like I'm not getting the the vaccine through the district, by the way. I'm not waiting because I know it's going to take a long time. But you should think about exploring that. It's not rocket science. This is just you trying to politically position yourself because you don't want to look weak and you're trying to... But two strikes, potentially, in your one term as mayor can't be a good look. And Lori, if you're listening, and I know you're not, just put your ego aside for a second and listen. And granted, I'm not at the bargaining table. Again, I'm the person in the center like John Mulaney going, okay, 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 okay. But just hear us out when it comes to the gradual reopening. Maybe listen to some other podcasts or maybe listen to Classroom Brew for some people that have you know, been listening and just listen to some of the teachers that are talking about what it's actually like doing hybrid or, full, or completely in person. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. So my thing that I've been looking at, by the way, too, is we, we had our, you like that segue? Just none. I used to actually type in segue like S-E-G-W-A-Y, which is not the right way. And it's actually S-E-G-U-E. And I, I thought it looked like seg, but it's segue. So that was embarrassing. I just blamed it on um, voice command. For, uh, if you received an email from me in the past two years and it said the wrong version of segue, blame Siri. Uh, you can handle it, Siri. I know you can. But Miguel Cardona, the potential Secretary of Ed, is a former, former ESL or ELL, English language learner, English as a second language uh, learner. And we had the, this PD where it was all about ESL. And for all of my years of teaching, not that it's been that much, it's only been four, coming on five, whenever I ask someone that's an ESL coordinator, what can I do as a social studies slash literacy teacher to help my non-native English speakers, the biggest thing we're told is a vocab list and graphic organizers. <laughs> it's like, can we swap? And the, the whole PD that we did on Friday when the kids were, when we were supposed to be entering grades and the kids were, had a day off, it wasn't anything about like what you can do. It was, there was some philosophical, uh, uh, what do you call it? Essay that we had to read where it's basically about uh, slowing it down and providing like visuals and stuff. Like the things that we do anyways for our native English speakers. But there were no like, you know, it'd be more useful because they're, they were more, they were more focused on the compliance for like, you should have these benchmarks in your, your pedagogy, your, your teaching style. Those that don't like that word it does sound pretentious. Sorry. But why don't we have some, like I would take some Spanish classes, for example, got a lot of kids that come in, don't speak any English. And the best I can do when it comes to communicating is a translator and then Hopefully their ESL teacher can help them out a bit, but who knows, because that's where we're at in the district. But instead of like this compliance PD and this other PD that I'll talk about, which was in the afternoon from one to three, which is a terrible decision, uh, have us do like a, a thing where we, we learn Spanish like together as a, as a staff, or you could even have it where like there's someone that comes in to teach us like maybe monthly or bi-monthly or bi-weekly, whatever it is. Then you have someone from your own teaching staff who maybe does teach Spanish to kind of help you out or any language. I don't care what the language is. Just I'm using Spanish as the example in this case. But you could even spice it up for the person teaching it. Like, hey, you can also get CPDUs 
your, your hours towards your license, or maybe even a bit of a stipend for teaching the staff members, because that's going to ultimately help. I'm not saying I can learn Spanish quickly. It's not easy, obviously, especially because now I'm 27, 27. So it's going to be a lot harder for me than someone that's younger, obviously. But at least having a few base vocabulary words and phrases and terms and things like that, it's going to help, right? So I don't know. That's just me. We'll never know. They're not going to listen, but Spanish club or second language club. I took French in high school. Was that a good decision in hindsight? Probably not. Probably should have taken Spanish. But here we are. So the, the afternoon PD that we had, here's what always happens. We, I teach, again, high school, mostly 10, 11, and 12th graders. Okay? Uh, mostly 10th uh, out, of those, out of those three. And all the PDs that I go to, for some reason are led by an elementary school teacher or a former elementary school teacher. And that's fine. But the problem is that if you have to constantly say, like introduce a strategy or whatever it is, and then you say, and you can adapt this for high schoolers, maybe we can adjust who's leading the PDs for the high schools. I'm sure the burnout rate for elementary is uh, probably somewhat higher than it is for for high school. But I, I just... Can we, for once, just get a a completely 100% relevant PD where it's not like we have to... It's like when your teacher would say, and take some notes. That's what it feels like. So take some notes on these strategies and you figure it out from there instead of saying, here's what's tried and true for actual high school teachers. There's also... Here's my other issue too, is that the person didn't know that we have to be synchronous, meaning synced up with our kids, was 80% of the time. I feel like for the most part, we have to do 100% of the time. And the guy, he, really nice guy, don't get me wrong, but he kept suggesting asynchronous strategies for 45 minutes. Being like, on your asynchronous days, we don't have those. We have to, five days a week, it's synchronous. We can't do it that way. Like, I'm sure you could modify it, but just the fo- the idea... We don't have those. Did you do any research before leading this PD that you're being paid to lead? I don't get it. And again, yes, we could take the principles of an asynchronous strategy or idea and apply it. But can you do a little bit of prep work? Anything to help us out. I don't know. It just bothers me when it's like, here's... So you, you're doing a... And you can only do A, you can't do B. Let me tell you about some ideas for B. That's, that's what happened. Oh, you can only drive on the right side of the road? Well, let me give you some lane-changing tips on the left side of the road. That's the same thing. Same thing. Sure, you could translate the principles from the left side of the road to the right side of the road. I could probably figure out how to drive on the left side if I went to Britain or wherever. Might take me a sec. But can you just, for once... We're tired. It's the end of the semester. It's 2.45 in the afternoon on a Friday. Can you just help us out and take out the icebreakers? Because when you say icebreaker, my webcam goes off. Every time. I'm already on mute, you know, because it's courtesy and all that stuff. But my webcam goes off because I don't want you to see me disengage. And you might be saying, well, Ryan, you're used to having students that have their webcams off. Isn't that kind of... Hypocritical? Yes, I'm aware. But 
I deal with it, so can you. The PD people. Yeah. Not that I'm not trying to like give them a taste of the medicine. I don't make my kids do an icebreaker because I know they hate it. We'll do it the first week and it's kind of mean, but you know, we do it. Don't make me do an icebreaker. I've said it. You, if you're just listening now, I've said it for, this is now the third or fourth year of this podcast. I've said it. It's probably been in there. Out of 183 episodes, I've probably said it at least a dozen times. I don't like them. Anyways, this seems like a great opportunity to jump into our comment hero of the week. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. Uh, So this might not seem 100% related to teaching, but hear me out. There was an article from ABC7 Chicago talking about a protest uh, in, in prison over the, the conditions during COVID and the, the delay time it takes to, to getting the vaccine to inmates. And a lot of people are, are pissed off. And this leads, this leads to our first uh, comment hero, which is Laurel Yu. Laurel says, Yes, let's give them computers and gyms and free healthcare, three squares, and vaccines before our people who contribute positively to society. Now, here's my thing. Laurel, normally the comment hero is an asshole, and I'm not going to say that you are, you know, being an ass. You seem to know a little bit about what's going on, and, and I, I commend you for, you know, trying to jump in and... uh advocate that people like teachers and first responders, I, I don't know if you yourself actually would support teachers or, you know, but the the thing that I'm noticing is that if there were to be an outbreak in a a prison system, for example, the, the cost for the medical care would be insane. Not to mention, like, if it's someone in there for a petty crime, that's a little bit different than, you know, if we're talking to maximum security. So I understand it, but I mean, would you rather the vaccines go here to avoid some huge expense for different medical things, you know, outside of the norm of what they are? I'm not saying zero medical, you know, but to me, it seems like I understand where you're coming from. This is for the first time we're, we're empathizing with a comment hero. But I just, I, I, I get it. And as someone that uh, I think more teachers should be getting the, the vaccine, I'm with you. I just, I don't know if it's the, the most big picture comment that we've made. Now, Laurel herself would probably be a, a self-prescribed or described equestrian because that's what her cover photo is. And that's pretty much all we know about Laurel. But, but Laurel, I appreciate the effort. Um, but what I do want to do is highlight someone that called out Laurel. And her name is, is Brenda H. H as in hay for, for horses. <laughs> Saying, well, why not let the thugs that invaded the Capitol building go on vacation and demand they have organic food? Pointing out the hypocrisy uh, that, that is clearly, clearly present there. So nice, both of you. Fan- fantastic work. Our next comment hero 
This one, I think you guys are going to like this one. This is an article. Let me go to the original post here. Uh, It's from NBC Chicago. So we've got ABC and NBC, our our two main ones. Uh, Kroger to pay workers $100 to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. So on top of it, they're they're paying you for it. And I believe it's free. So that's nice. That's an incentive for them to do that. Now, we've got a couple for this one too. So I guess we're going to have three or four this week for Comment Heroes. D mags. See, I'd quit if I had to get the vaccine. Okay, I don't get it. Uh, Greg S. decided to say bye in response. <laughs> so he's taking a, one out of my book. And D-Mags responded again, no bye to you. So for this one, it's related because that's a lot, that's very similar to how I'd imagine an elementary school kid would respond in the comments. So for you guys and for Roy M. saying bye as well, also comment T-Rose. Now this one, <sighs> we'll give it to, this one is for sure fake because they're using Facebook Tom as their thing, but Anthony M. <laughs> With Tom from, or Tom from MySpace, sorry, not Tom from Facebook. Tom from MySpace is his profile picture. So we know it's fake. So when does the government ever give anything away for free? These commie teachers for sure think they're entitled to the vaccine. But this is not a socialist society, you gullible fools. So, Anthony, or Tom from MySpace, maybe it's you. I don't know who hurt you. I really don't. Maybe it was MySpace itself. And I'm looking through. I can't tell if we're talking. He's got a lot of... He might actually be... This might be him, one of these. Oh, no, it's not. He doesn't have a real picture. It's not actually him. I don't know who hurt you. Maybe you got asked one day to to read out loud and you weren't ready. Maybe you were a little embarrassed. Maybe you got called out for something that you weren't ready for. Maybe you just didn't like school at all. Or the feeling of getting up in the morning. But I, I can assure you, I know plenty of teachers, and I can say we are for sure not communists. But also, there is hope for you. You can, you can get over your trauma from school and not take it out on the teachers in the comment section like everybody else. Because believe it or not, you're not original by doing so. The teacher, we, teachers only have solidarity for, or teachers only receive solidarity from other teachers. Let me put it that way. So you can, you can drop the whole, you know, we're indoctrinating. That Why is it indoctrination and assuming, you know, far left indoctrination and stuff? That's, that's the big thing. Like QAnon. Uh, so you guys are, I, I lost my train of thought there, but you guys are our comment heroes of the week. I forgot all your names. It doesn't matter. Uh, again, our, our big thing is do not call out a comment hero. You can't fix them. You can't fix stupid. Uh, that goes for adults. You can, you can fix some things for kids, obviously. But it's not worth your time. Save your breath. Save your arthritis if you're typing. Uh, save your Wi-Fi connection or your data. Well, you know, we're, we're at uh, you know, almost 30 minutes here. Let's, uh, let's actually save our activity for, for next week's episode. It's another BuzzFeed teacher quiz, and we'll save that for next week. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening in. If you're new, rate and review for us. If you're old, rate and review for us. Uh, Check out that Patreon. Uh, Big shout out to our Patreon members. I appreciate your support. Uh, You guys rock. If you haven't already checked out the collaborations we've done, I was recently on Alex, Mr. C, which is first, first gen teacher lens. I misspoke last week. I apologize, Alex slash Mr. C. Uh, It is not first year teacher lens. I think I just, it's a buzz buzz phrase and it just came to me but it is first gen teacher lens 
Uh, I was on his his podcast as well, so you can check that out over on his pod uh, for the collab that we did. And uh, you can also check out his his Instagram and his his other. He's got links and stuff on there uh, on uh, Instagram. So a uh, big shout out to you guys for for listening in at Classroom Brew on social media. And if you want to email me, classroombrew at gmail.com. So thanks again. Appreciate you. Contact everything. And until next week, class dismissed.